I'm Daniel Kayser, the content manager at Startup Edmonton, and welcome to the Get Started Show, a show where we talk about getting started with people who got started. And to help us kick the day off, we're having some delightful food from Curry Corner and Kazana um, with Lana Cuthbertson and, and Casey of, Meachin <laughs> of Aretto <laughs> Labs. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your company. Uh, well, um, Aretto Labs is uh, a, a startup tech company um, based in Edmonton. We're on a mission to make digital communities more positive and inclusive. And we're a B2B SaaS company. So um, we typically work with customers who are uh, businesses themselves. And we build software um, that software as a service. And it's essentially meant to be deployed inside digital communities to help companies build culture and measure culture. So um, we got started with a product called Parity Bot. Um, that's a, a Twitter bot that uses machine learning to detect uh, negative tweets sent to women in politics and then post a positive tweet in response. Uh, and now we are just um, launching, uh, sort of soft launching our, uh, our second product, which is much more um, business focused. It's a, a Slack app um, that posts uh, positive culture building prompts and messages and also allows uh, people managers to um, use machine learning to measure the sentiment of their culture in their digital communities. Cool. And while we are talking today, um, uh, the, the ones of us who are in Edmonton right now are, are having some uh, uh, food from a local Indian restaurants. I yeah. uh, got butter chicken from uh, Kazana, which is downtown. Uh, they have another location as well, but I got it mm -hmm. from the downtown one. And Casey, where did you get your food from? I chose um, Curry Corner, which is close mm -hmm. to where I am. And um, it's a local, delicious um, Indian food restaurant that we often frequent. And I too got butter chicken and naan bread, and it's delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lana, what are you eating? Something healthy. Uh, well, I actually, I could tell you a little story about my tea. I'm having some delicious coconut tea that is like making my day. I can't tell you how happy this tea is making me. I've been looking and looking and looking for this tea, which I first had at Remedy. I had this tea at Remedy and I loved it so much. I went back to try to have it again. They were all out, but they did tell me the name of it. And this was like three years ago. Um, and finally, 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 I managed to track it down and order a box to my house. And so I'm having the tea that I first had at Remedy, which is also another great Indian restaurant in Edmonton. <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, to, to jump into uh, talking about the business a little bit, uh, during the transition from being an employee to being your own boss, what were some of the first things that you learned or realized as you became founders? <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to start off there. Okay. <laughs> um, I need, okay, give me a few minutes to just think, well, not minutes, seconds <laughs> to think it, think of this. Lana, if you know, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, there's been a, it's an ongoing learning experience. There's been a lot. I would say, Casey, first of all, Casey and I, I feel so deeply grateful to have Casey as a co-founder and to be doing this together as partners. Um, yeah. And very grateful for the experience that the two of us have had collaborating in the past on something that we've had to drive, you know, completely on our own with our, our nonprofit organization, Parity YEG. We're both co-founders and Casey is currently the chair. 
Um, so I would say that that experience really set us up well for some aspects of, of co-founding a startup. Um, yeah, but sure. like the other big part of it is suddenly like once you sort of cut the strings of the paycheck, to be totally frank, that is a real, real turning point moment. And there are sort of two sides of that coin. Um, mm -hmm. One side is how do you stay deeply invested just with your time and your energy and your belief and your idea uh, while you're not necessarily bringing in consistent income? Um, and also what a valuable thing that is to be working in a scenario where um, th there's a real motivation to literally put food on the table with what you're trying to do. So it's it's sort of, um, yeah. it's both a, a positive and a challenge, I guess, in that <clears> regard. <throat> Yeah, for sure. I would echo. It's funny. I was going to I was going to mention that I think things became I mean, there's so many pivotal moments along the way, but things became really real for me once I quit my job, like my other full time job. And then it was it was very much like, OK, this this is it. And I have to wake up every day and this is my job. Um and of course, I would echo Lana's sentiment there as well. Like we are so fortunate that we have worked in the past together and we work really well together and trust each other. So I think that set us up well, but there's not a day that goes by that. And I mean this truly that I don't think I'm so lucky. I get to do what I'm doing. I, I just love it. Um, and there's not a day that goes by that I don't have moments of like, Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> so if that gives you a sense of the swing of uh, emotions, um, and I would say like, it probably, the swings are much less like, I guess, high and low there. You've, I've learned to sort of ride the wave um, of those emotions, but I, I don't know if I would have got as far having done this alone or, or maybe with someone else. I think Lana and I are just really well equipped to work together. So excellent. So uh, founders often build companies to solve problems that they encounter or witness firsthand. What advice do you have for founders building passion projects, specifically when receiving uh, critical or negative feedback? Sure. Um, there's a couple, a couple of moments. So I'll maybe dig into this a bit. Um, as Lana and I were, were mentioning, we, we did a lot of work together um, within the gender equity space in politics. Um, and so we we both come from um, political backgrounds uh, and really saw a need, especially here in Edmonton. And so uh, that drove our our passion, which was our side gigs uh, at the time. And um, at the same time, I worked as a policy um, advisor to a local politician. And um, so parallel, I was experiencing a lot of toxicity online that had been directed at uh, women candidates running for office and politicians, sitting politicians. It was right around uh, Rachel Notley had been elected um, and she was receiving so much um, online hatred and abuse that uh, I think it was the first time uh, a premier has had to hire uh security like outside security i'm pretty sure if that's correct i hope um anyways and then seeing the terrible messages that my boss received and it was really really impacting me in my work environment and my professional environment but then 
also as well in my in my passion work um, because we would recruit women to run for office that were like incredibly talented, more than capable, um, had sort of everything going for them. And, and they were still saying that, you know, they wanted to sit this one out. And one of the main reasons was always consistently um, the amount of online hatred and, and harassment really that you that you are faced with. So um, we did all kinds of things to try and um, mitigate that. And it just was something that just kept coming up. And Lana uh, brilliantly um, invented a piece of technology, uh, as she was mentioning, Parity Bot. So that was... Um, focused on Twitter for a number of reasons, but mainly because that's a very political space. And so we saw this problem and not only wanted to raise awareness about it, but also do something about it. And that was really our, our way of, um, of taking some action. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And I would, I would just add to that. So we, we, as, as you sort of indicated in the question, both of us deeply, felt this problem based on our experience we it sort of became something we just deeply understood was this fundamental fundamental problem um but our startup experience has been interesting because we've sort of had to navigate our way to a place where um solving yeah. this problem could also build a business <laughs> and yeah. parity bot is like part of that equation, but it's not the whole equation. And I would say that, um, you know, as we've been getting feedback from from people and advisors and just like all kinds of people across our network, the the problem that we, we describe is so compelling. Like lots of people see that this is happening, but the work we had to do to convince, you know, ourselves and others that there was a there was a business here a for-profit business even though we're we're trying to build what we call a social enterprise it is a for-profit startup um we we had to talk to lists and lists and lists of potential customers and we got that advice mm -hmm. early on we continued to get that advice through startup edmonton and we continue to get that advice from everybody mm -hmm. we talked to and mm -hmm. you know i have spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of all the people we've talked to and that is that has been really critical to turn around and say like look we have this essentially what has become data um to yeah. to have figured out where the the business problem is um and so uh if you're if you're sort of building a passion project where you see um the problem i would say that's an incredibly useful place to start um and we hear this from potential investors as well like if you mm -hmm. can tell a really authentic story about why you're doing this, which I think we really can. Mm -hmm. um, that's great. And then the other part of the equation is, and here's all the work we've done to prove out the concept and the pivots we've made to um, build a more sustainable yeah. business based on solving this problem. Yeah. Um, and, and now for the, the super uh, easy question, what is something that you would do differently if you were to start again? Sorry, all of these questions seem like where I'm really like, oh yeah, like go over like everything hard that you've done, but. <laughs> uh, what would I do differently? I mean, there's, of course there's always those, you know, little things that still like haunt me and I cringe about, but you know, they really were a part of our learning and stumbling is a part of learning. Um, would I do anything differently? 
probably not. I don't think so. Knowing now what I know, of course I would do things differently, but I don't think I'd get to this point had I not, yeah, sort of stumbled your way through. But also, I mean, truly as a, as sort of a, a kick for uh, Startup Edmonton, it, that, that was really pivotal for us. Taking the Propel cohort was, um, it, it really sort of like launched us um, and really what, what made us find that product market fit, that whole market discovery is how we came to that. And that was also actually for sure, like the critical point in, in our company, I would say. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd add anything to that. Like Casey said, anything that I can look back and think about as sort of something that was a mistake, some of those are mm -hmm. the most valuable moments where we yeah. just went ahead and did a thing and did it wrong and like learned better than we could have ever learned um, in any other way. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funny question. What would I do differently? I'll keep thinking about that in case something comes yeah. to mind. But yeah, we're still pretty I, oh, early, I'd say too. Yeah, and we're early, but also I guess like really practical advice: start applying for grants as early as possible because they take forever. Uh, and like, yeah, we are. You know, you go through those sprints, and and it's so valuable. I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but um, that I we I've even written applications for grants before, and and I it is definitely different when you're doing it for your company. So. Yeah. Um, a little bonus question here. Um, your, your product uses machine learning, but AI and uh, ML can be pretty intimidating for people who are completely new to the field. Do you have any mm -hmm. recommendations or prerequisites for people who are looking to take their first steps? Um, yeah, I would say... Um, have a mentor? Yeah, like, yeah, I honestly, I would say Edmonton is an incredibly strong place to be for AI and ML. And yeah. not just that, but the, the combined sort of expertise that exists in the city and like the spirit of the city where people really want to help each other. That's just this killer combination of, you know, pick up the phone and call someone at Amy yeah. or Reve or whatever yeah. and see if you can kind of get a crash course. There are lots of like sign up for Amy's, um, the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute. I think they've got a newsletter where they post events and things like just start tuning yeah. into that. And I would say like, um, grab a couple books to read. Uh, the actually, um, Hold on a second. Just there's a book here that I have on my bookshelf <laughs> that uh, is like really, it's been really a good read for me and it's quite straightforward and accessible. It's called The Alignment Problem. Um, and it's by a guy named um, Brian, Christ Brian Christian. Um, <laughs> it's a great book. So yeah, reading books, reading blogs, um, some of the yeah. like the good yeah, some of the the like deep the DeepMind blog or the Borealis AI blog at RBC are good. Um, not every blog they post is deeply technical. Some of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Um, there's a newsletter that you can sign up for that is run by a guy named Jack Clark, and it's just a good like email newsletter you get every couple of weeks in your inbox that gives an overview. And just picking up on some of those things. Um, will give you some good familiarity of, of what's going on in, in the scene. And I would say like, <laughs> if it's any consolation, I have 
a BA in English and a master's degree in journalism, and I'm running an AI tech company and <laughs> yes, based mostly on like the weird winding paths of, of my career and just and learning about it. Like it's accessible even if you are not yeah. coding and writing the algorithms yourself every day and understanding yeah. that machine learning is just about using math to make predictions out of data. That's like, <laughs> it's not, it's really not more complicated than that. And then I would say, the other important part of this, this is where I get kind of nerdy and passionate, is that the most complicated parts of, of AI and machine learning, in my opinion, are the humanities and social sciences kind of sides of things where you look at the impact the technology is having on society and how important it is to have those perspectives when you're deploying these tools to make sure that you're using them responsibly and ethically and understanding how bias can creep in and 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 that type of thing so um yeah. not only is it accessible as a field for people across different perspectives and backgrounds but it's critical that we all um engage in it and you know everybody has a valuable um perspective to bring i think to this field and it's it's really important that we do that so excellent Oh, okay. Uh, now the, the the next thing we're doing is a, is a little bit more fun. Um, okay. So uh, we 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 have uh, two instances where 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 uh, either of you sort of appeared in the media, and uh, I would just love for you to uh, tell us the story of uh, sort of how that happened. So uh, <laughs> here, here we have the Avenue Magazine and Edify Magazine Awards for uh 40 under 40 um and uh the the cover story uh that you took part in so can you tell me a little bit about uh, what happened to you yeah uh i guess i'll go first um yeah i was a uh, part of the top 40 under 40 class i think of 2018 and um that process is I, you're you're nominated by your your peers um so i think i was nominated by someone <laughs> um and uh yeah you just kind of get like it's a it's a process they you know nominate a bunch of people i think there's a panel of judges who picks who's going to be the top 40 every year um so i got a call and they said hey you're one of the top 40 and i was like oh great super cool i've you know it's like i've been watching that list it's like crazy to be on it that's fun and then uh you go and i think most people have like an interview to get your story told and then you do a photo shoot. So I went to a little photo shoot and had my photo taken and I had no idea that it, there was even a possibility that I might be on the, the cover of the magazine. And um, then the, the issue came out and someone sent me the link saying, hey, Lana, you know, congratulations, that's great. And I click on it and I see the article <laughs> about me and I see a little like thumbnail picture of the cover on the right hand side and I was like, oh, cool, like they've got software where every individual top 40 person gets their own cover. And like, there's <laughs> like that was literally my first thought. I was like, oh, oh they like put cute. you in your own kind of cover and not realizing that that was like the cover for everybody in there I was. And it was weird. It was a weird, this is a weird It is experience. a great, great photo of you, first of all, and also like so deserving. Uh, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah. That's kind. Yeah. And I it think was there were like... many people that nominated you, but I was one person that nominated you. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> but there were many. 
I think there are oh, many. Anyways, so actually, nice. I know there was because when I chatted with them, they said that. Uh, okay, why don't I go? I am not good about talking about myself, and I have hardcore imposter syndrome. Um, but I was lucky enough. Well, Aretto Labs uh, was lucky enough to be featured, and we won um, the uh, Power Broker Award for the uh, Edifier Awards. I think it was this is the first year uh, of these awards. So, yeah, um, we won Aretto Labs won, um, but also part of that was based on Lana and I's work with the nonprofit that we founded as well, Parity YUG. So. Um, and I guess maybe a bit about the story. So I, <laughs> this is so funny. So they let us know that we won and we were, I was of course excited. Um, and so you, same thing, you go and do a photo shoot. Um, but this one, and I'm not sure, maybe Lana, I don't know if it was the same, but uh, I didn't pick like my clothes or my hair or my makeup or my shoes or anything, earrings, nothing. So. She was like, just come, you know, however you, however you are dressed. So I literally went in like joggers. Uh, and so it was kind of fun to be pampered. It was like not something I would ever have done or um, probably ever have picked out. So it's good to get sort of pushed outside of your comfort zone. Um, and then also posing like, oh, it just, I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at standing still. I don't know if you can tell, but, uh, but also it just is awkward. It's awkward to talk about yourself, but we are very, very grateful. Um, and then they did a video portion of it as well. Uh, so we got to talk a bit more about Aretto Labs and how we came to be and, and also sort of my big plug for um, making sure that we elect some really great people and candidates in this upcoming municipal election, because I think that's yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, that that's sort of what we what we talked about today uh, on the Get Started Show. Um, awesome. Where where can uh, can people find you uh, online, and what would you like them to check out? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we are like on pretty much all of the uh, social media sites, Aretto Labs. Um, so check us out, uh, and we've got a website, ArettoLabs.com. Um, myself, I'm on Twitter most actively on Twitter, so you can always follow um, myself at Casey Machen. Um, and what else? Uh, we've got some like really exciting things, so we will. We love to share um, and learn from others. So always get in touch with us. We're happy to answer any questions, and really, we love talking with other founders. Yeah, and. We, if you go to arettolabs.com slash coach, um, yes. this is the, the the product that we're sort of soft launching. So sneak peek for anyone listening. Yeah. Um, and if you go take a look at that and you feel like your team, uh, if you use Slack with your team and you think that you could use a culture building tool and measurement tool like, like this, then we would be more than happy to bring you into our um, sort of beta, beta test program and yes. uh, would be excited to get your feedback on that too so a little shout out for that for sure great shout out and thanks well, for having us yeah well th i was just about to say thank you for for joining us today um and uh uh for all of the uh, the people who are watching this uh, and helping them out uh, about their first steps of getting started, uh, starting their companies. Uh, and uh, since 2009, 
uh, Startup Edmonton has been supporting uh, entrepreneurs as they launch and grow. And we're help, here to help through our programming. So if anything you've heard here today um, has inspired you, uh, we have programming, community events, uh, connecting founders with resources to help uh, turn ideas into startup companies. So, uh, and if you're looking for a place to start, feel free to book a free 30-minute Get Started meeting with us at StartupEppington.com. Uh, thank you again for, for joining us today. And, uh, and uh, I'm happy uh, that uh, we were able to learn more about your company. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks so much.